Welcome everyone to a special episode of the Buck Stops here, the official audio show and video show of nonhallofame.com. And I'm your host, Kirk Buckner, the owner, the operator of nonhallofame.com, and of course, Sister Sites, the fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame, and a bunch of other things that I'm going to come up with. So what, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to look at the seniors in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I can't do it alone. Guests, say hello. 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 Hi. How you doing? Oh. <laughs> All right. This the, the love boat it isn't, but it's still awesome. We are all here to vote on who we think should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame senior class. And I think anyone who's a Hall of Fame enthusiast, uh, easy for me to say, enthusiast like we are, can say that, you know, that's one thing they kind of got wrong. The Pro Football Hall of Fame, as much as we all love it, are a little bit behind in terms of there's so many players that probably should be in and are not. So we put together a group asking people who we thought should be in it and everyone who's involved on this list have voted. So they voted on who they thought should be in. And I asked everyone to vote up to 25 people. And some people are here who were part of that. Some people were not. Uh, so it's a pretty good list. So shall we go into those who were, actually, before we go into that, let's just sort of like talk about all the people who were here. Shall we? Sound good? Yeah. All right. I already introduced myself, Ted Crockett. Hey, all. Uh, I'm a veteran. Detroit Lions fan, unfortunately. I know there's no Lions uh, to be considered right now, but uh, definitely a Hall advocate and always following uh, notinthehalloffame.com. Love the plug. Thanks so much. Paul. Yeah, yeah I'm Paul Lawrence. I go by the Hall of Fame Canton Guy on Twitter. Uh, I've been a Cowboys fan since 1977. And I've been following the hall pretty closely for over 20 years. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. And I uh, try to keep Vinny in check as much as I possibly can. And How can we? Here, other, our viewers yeah. are going to hear or you know much about our friend Vinny. Yeah, we love Vinny. Vinny will be here shortly. Uh, Ryan. My name is, my name is Ryan. Um, I'm from Memphis. Grew up a Colts fan, but I live here in New Orleans. I was named for Ryan Sandberg. Uh, but I grew up, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Um, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jack, but I, I'm, from, I'm from Memphis. I'm from Memphis. So it's Cardinal country. Uh, but but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the R Hancock 19. Uh, 19 is for Tony Gwynn, who was one of my favorite players. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a, one, a Hall advocate, but I do love history. Uh, I minored in history in college. And um, I'm really excited to be here tonight. Uh, no, we're glad to have you. I, I, I did that too, uh, English and history in college, which is why I qualify for any job with a paper hat. Uh, but anyway, no, no, nobody joking. Okay, fine, I tried. Uh, <laughs> Bill, thanks, thanks for the smile, I appreciate it. <laughs> it doesn't cost anything to smile. Right? No, I, I, I appreciate it, all good. Hats off, hats off to the host humor. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Tom. Yeah, uh, my name's Thomas Hall. Uh, I uh, write for Mile High Huddle. I just started uh, my own podcast, Legends of Mile High. 
Uh, been a Broncos fan for almost four decades now. Um, the whole show is really tying history to current events. Um, so I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Thomas Hall NFL. Bill. So um, first of all, there is at least one line to be considered, at least as far as I'm concerned. Roger Brown, 79 and a half sacks playing, not three technique, but playing over the nose, 79 and a half sacks. How is that guy not in the Hall of Fame? The first great 300 plus pound man in the history of the NFL and a guy who ran a 10 flat 100 yard dash at 298 pounds while he was in college. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, but um, I have been a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers since September 17th of 1971. Uh, I uh, have written a few things in my life about history. Um, including military history, a few published articles, a, a couple of published plays, some, uh, some poetry of mine has been published. Uh, I've done some radio. I was a former co-host of a show on WEFT back in the day called Local Color. And I've uh, taught broadcasting at Kennedy King College in Chicago, Illinois. I have, uh, oh, also uh, written for Around the Block Sports, uh, Nuts and Bolts Sports, um pro player insider <clears throat> some other people i'm forgetting people i'm so sorry and i uh, am also the i also run business draft service i think you kind of trumped us all in canada when we talk about military history it's like uh uh should we do should we fight ah, no way but anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> some Labatt, eh <laughs> I learned the stereotypes. Paul, you got my back. Uh, Ron. Hey there. Um, I'm Ron Katz. Uh, you may see me on Twitter as Ron, letter N, and then Cap Hill, all one word. Used to be a talk show call-in kind of guy, and that's how they know me. Uh, I'm in Denver, and you might guess that I'm kind of a big Randy Gratishar Hall of Fame person and Broncos fan. Uh, but my real claim to fame is I figured out a way about 20 some years ago to go to Super Bowl week on the cheap and just do all the fun peripheral stuff that doesn't cost a lot. And as part of that, in recent years, I've been able to advocate for the Hall of Fame, especially for seniors. Um, I mean, I'm a Broncos fan. I have my player or players that I like, but I've advocated for the Raiders guys like Flores, Branch, Don Coriel. Um, you know, people who really deserve it and, and maybe have been overlooked. Uh, and I've tried to use that platform. And then also you see the little patch. I, I'm humbled and I don't know how it happened, but I was named Broncos 2021 fan of the year. So, yeah, I just tried to, but I tried to be a good fan and, and, and holistic, like in terms of what you all are trying to do with not in the Hall of Fame, uh, rather than just like waving pom-poms for my own team. So, and I, I'm thankful to be here. Well, one of the people who voted but was not able to join us was Wayne Mabry, who a lot of us have met here. Uh, he's the violator. So I'm sure you're familiar with him, Ron. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so Awesome uh, guy. Yeah, phenomenal. Much nicer than he looks when he's dressed up. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Like one of the – It's. Uh, I did a show uh, on the Classic Sports Review where – it was it was a show where the where the Raiders lost. That was the tuck rule game, and he showed up, you know, for that. And my Evan Nolan, the Patriots representative, thought that well, maybe 
Wayne might just sort of reach out through the screen. Well, <laughs> Wayne wouldn't, but the violator might. But I mean, it's just like, what a phenomenal guy. Uh, like the, the fact that Evan just kept saying like, vote this man for the, like, for, for the Hall of Fame because it was a, a fan vote for that. And just great guy. Dave, I wore this, I wore this, my Houston Oilers. Yeah, love I'm not it. Talking anything Houston Oilers today, but I wore that for you. No, and another time you were in a Texas Longhorn shirt, so that's why we're best friends now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, LHD on sports or Longhorn Dave on sports. Uh, I write uh, my own blog, lhd-on-sports.com. Down here in Houston, Texas, I grew up an Oilers fan, uh, starting about 1980, the end of the uh, Love Ya Blue era, so to speak, and then to the House of Pain era. Uh, so definitely interested in uh, people like Ray Childress and Hayward Jeffries were, were part of my growing up. And then uh, Charlie Hennigan from the uh, really classic era uh, when the Oilers had George Blanda and we're a really, we're a championship team. Uh, so anyway, great to be here and great to meet you guys. Thanks. The Schlegel Daddy. Well, I noticed how you went from a great guy in Wayne to Dave, like you had to ease into me. I, I appreciate it. That was not where I was going, but okay. Uh, got a call out first of all. I believe there's only one of us that has like Wikipedia references made to them specifically, not in Hall of Fame. Yeah, in, in my research, I discovered that, oh, you got a couple of different pops there and references to. I do. Like, oh, yeah. I do many things. Bullshit is not one Dude, of I them. had no idea. Anyways, okay. uh, my name is Jeff Schlegel. Grew up in Illinois. Uh, lifelong Bears fan, just like my boy Jack. Um, yeah, we are here to champion Sterling Sharp today for sure. That sounds odd, but it's true. Um, maybe some Joe Fortunato love. Anyways, uh, I talk about sports on one of my YouTube channels. Uh, at the Jeff Schlegel is my Twitter handle. You can find out the information there if you're a wrestling fan. Not the fake amateur stuff, but the real wrestling. Um, then you can follow me at OTRS Central is the Twitter handle. Outside of that, excited to be here. Um, hopefully Vinny's having fun as this Suffolk sports thing or whatever the hell it is. And yes, we got to figure out the plan for 2023 and get our boy taken care of. And Jack. Follow that. Hi everybody. I'm Jack. And like uh, Jeff, I'm a Bears fan who will be advocating hardcore for a Green Bay Packer today. And that's just because that's what it is um love being here love talking with everybody and um we'll miss uh we'll miss Vinny and, and evan tonight and wayne but the uh the show goes on yeah so uh hopefully uh Vinny's going to be here a little bit later but uh so if there's any fan base thinking like why aren't you represented i tried yeah we have a cult yeah. fan now yeah you got a lot of people here you know that's yeah, what that, and add that I mean, one. I'm, I'm really working on trying to get somebody like I was I was so hoping that I was going to get somebody from Cincinnati like a Bengals fan oh I'm, yeah where did our really Bengals fan go we had we had a Bengals fan yeah we did, we did. yeah, yeah but you only have like four or five of them to cycle through so it's really hard to okay yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can we have to save our our personal capital today all right we got a little job ahead of us let's not blow it no I was too I was too busy working on a second Saints fan even though there is no Saints <laughs> Hey, they, they wear orange just like us, and, and I can advocate for both of their candidates there pretty go. thoroughly. So, so backing up, more so, than that. Well, I ask everyone, and there might only be like 10 of us here right now, but there was actually over 20 people who voted. 
for this. Uh, some people who could not be here, again, some of the people we mentioned, uh, one person named Ken Crippen, who you probably are all aware of. Very familiar with Ken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So awesome, Ken, dude. Ken's votes were in this too. Nice. Ken, Ken could not make it. So uh, I asked everyone to vote. And some people voted, some people couldn't, but that's okay. Uh, so the top 15 are going to be going through that we're going to be discussing. And just to make it a little bit more interesting, I said, what you get to make one person a super vote. So that way that they were worth two. So do we, do you want to know who did not make it or do you want to know who came close? How do we want to do this? I'd say make, I'd say yeah. uh, the ones that came close, let's focus on the ones that missed the cut first okay. again. All right, so, we're gonna, to, so, so those yeah. who did not make it. So, yeah. all right, I'm going to tell you who did not make it in alphabetical order. First off, Yodeling Zeke. Did anyone get that? No? Yeah, I got it. That was fun. All right, thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so here are the people who did not make it. We're not, I don't want to say close, but we're not part of a cut line because we were actually had an even 15. I'm shocked. You have an even 15. Usually right, that well, does here's, not happen. Here's my question. How many people received votes? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. I'll tell you in a second here, Jack. Uh, All right. 100 and, uh, 119. 119. So I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been looking at numbers because I've been looking at Steve McMichael's case. And I, I just want to bring some numbers up so that everybody knows how hard this is, although I think we probably all do. As, as we said, there are 81 players currently not in the Hall of Fame who made an all-decade team between 1920 and 1990. So forget about the 2000-2007. 81 players. Then I think a lot of us are familiar with the draft that the five pro football historians did. They picked 35 seniors. 24 of whom mm -hmm. are, uh, are, are not among those 81. So there's 24 more guys who they drafted who aren't even on an all-decade team. So that puts you up to a 105. There are 10, and then add to that, there are 10 MVPs and four defensive players of the year who are not yet on that list. So that's 119. And then there are a number of other guys who probably will get mentioned. I mean, Jeff and I are going to talk about Sterling Sharp, and he's not even in that 119. So there are a lot of names here. I think there are a lot of you're, great You're players. assuming that he got through. I'm assuming, well, I'm going to make the case regardless, because I'm all ready to go. But uh, <laughs> he, said, he said you're going to get it. Yeah, your speech written. Uh, I, got, I got it written. I got everything. Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a tough task. So you're Kirk, saying I, that I will probably be dead before some of the players that I hope get in will get in. That's what you're it's saying. just a numbers game, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. that old. <laughs> I yeah, am I, that old. I, I, to Kirk, right. I just want to say with the all decade, mm -hmm. it's a real fine balance because if a player, if you're in a golden era for a position, like yep. recent modern folks are getting in at wide receiver, even if they weren't all de decade or if they were just a few all pros because they were in an era where it was concentrated. I mean, not to hearken to Gratishar, but, but like there was only one middle linebacker picked for all decade, you know, it, it was before right. the three, four really was there. 
So you had Butkus, Lambert, and Singletary blocking him out from being all decade. And I'm not I'm not saying he should or shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but I'm saying that happens to a lot of other players where what do you do? Wait five years to all the all decade players retire and just automatically put them in. And I think that's I mean, really a big that's, part of what this is, right? Yeah. Because so many of these people who we're going to be talking about, uh, who I'm going to be sort of like, I don't I don't want to say brushing aside because that's not really how I feel about this. But we had to eliminate a pile of people just to talk to 15, just for right. the interest of time. And mm-hmm. the next 15 out, I think all of us could probably make a case, a Hall of Fame case for them. Regardless of who, who were the first 15 out? Like maybe that. Who were they first? Who were the closest that didn't make it? All right, should we just do that? Because rather yeah. than they all. Yeah, let's do that. We'll let's, be here all night if we go through all of them. Yeah, let's, right. let's just focus Fair on enough, that. Fair enough, because we, we've done that. Uh, all right, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you the six, six people who were one vote away. Sound good? Uh, yes. Ooh, perfect. Okay. Dick Barwagon. Barwagon, yes. Okay. Uh, someone who I voted for, Harold Jackson. Mm. Oh, poor Harold Jackson. So close. Collective groans. Yeah. Joe Klecko. Oh. <laughs> uh, someone who. Based on late votes, I thought was for sure we were going to be talking about them, but now we're not. Eddie Medor. Oh, wow. Yes. All right. I might lose two people right now. Carl Mecklenburg. I'm sorry, guys. No kidding. Nice one for the the benefit of the other. The albino rhino. Yeah. And uh, the other person, just one vote away, Del Schaffner. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, the ones who came close, the second tier, let's just go through them really quick. Uh, Vern Llewellyn, uh, Bubba Baker, uh, Gino Capaletti, Joe Fortunato. Sorry, guys. Oh, that's racist. How am I racist for this? <laughs> sorry. Terminating against the Italian. That's how terrible. Sorry, sorry, I think I think Fox News infected this place here in Winnipeg. Uh, did no one get that joke? Okay, fine. Uh, let's move on before I bomb again. Uh, Cecil Isbell. Cecil Isbell. Okay. Yeah. Billy White Shoes Johnson. Oh, oh did not make it. He did not I mean, make it. Wow. Oh, and he was a really good wide receiver. Like he was really a, a really good wide receiver. I mean, he was kind of like uh, what you saw, like what you would see like years later with guys like um, Haywood Jeffries, who played for the Oilers when I was growing up, and um, Ken, uh, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith, and Kenan McCardle. Like he reminded me. Like I was watching the old uh, footage of him years ago and I was like wow he was really I, I always thought he was in the whole thing I never oh, knew no. he no he's never even been very it. close no no that's true it's amazing how not close he's been right exactly he's never <laughs> been close uh so Bob Kuchenberg Cooch yeah Walt Sweeney Walt Sweeney Steve Tasker uh, Jim Tyrer and Jim Mark Parrish you commit one murder suicide and people never let you live it down. <laughs> yeah, well, unless you're in Buffalo. Well, yeah. The murder part. Oh, 
too soon. I mean, you still have people that you still have people that walk around with OJ Simpson jerseys to this day in Buffalo. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, let's so let's not go into my closet. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So let's go in the fifteen that we do have. So it was an even fifteen that qualified. I just to to make this more fun, I'm not going to say the ranking. Alphabet, right. This is our 15, and this is what we're going to run with. Sound good? Yes. Okay. From the Denver Broncos. I think we know who we're talking about. It's Randy Gratishar. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Okay. One of the most iconic in terms of longevity, Jim Marshall. Marshall. Yes. Yay. Yes. Okay. From one of the most disrespected teams in the National Football League, the Cincinnati Bengals, we've got Ken Riley. Yes. Oh, I was about to. I thought for sure you were going to say Anderson, but Riley. That's next, Ken Anderson. Ah, Sorry. Yeah, Ken Anderson, too. Wait, Kirk, who was the first one? I'm sorry. That was my fourth. So Randy Gratishar, Jim Marshall, Jim Riley, and Ken Anderson so far. Yeah. Uh, it was Riley. I think it was Riley. I think Riley was. So we got Gratishar, Anderson, Jim Marshall, Ken Riley. Number five. From, I should have been an announcer. I would have been so good. Uh, from the former Washington Redskins to the Washington, whatever the hell they, they're called. Commanders. Commanders. Whatever. Uh, Joe Jacoby. Oh, big Joe from Louisville. Yeah. Former Super Bowl MVP, Chuck Howley. Yes. Good. Finally. The big man, one of my favorite nicknames ever, the Ox. Ox Emerson. Ox Emerson, yes. Also a Navy war veteran, hero, decorated war veteran. We've got Maxi Bond. Yes. Vinny should be happy. Vinny should be happy. Well, Vinny's going to be happy on this one. Happy Dilway. There it is. There we go. We knew that was coming. All right. And for our, our friends in, believe it or not, Chicago, but there's, there's something to it. As a Saints fan, I get it. I get it. I can't hate Cam Newton to a point. Ryan, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Sterling Sharp. There it is. There's justice oh, yeah. in this world. Now the party. Yes. Yes. Here we go. All right. Al Wistert. Al Wistert. Okay, cool. Yep. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could get someone from Pittsburgh on the screw. And then they can, they can talk about the greatness of L.C. Greenwood. I, I can talk about that. Oh, I, I cannot believe no LC Greenwood but is not in Canton. Like like I I always thought I always thought LC Greenwood was in Canton. No. For some reason, I don't know, because it was like I was just like he's never even been a finalist. Never even been a finalist. No, no, he has been. Everybody from that those two times because I know that's right. Several times. Terry Bradshaw, all these other guys. I'm like, damn, LC Greenwood's not in the Hall of Fame. No. So we got three left. Yeah, from the dirty south, we've got Tommy Novus. Finally, 
Mr. Falcon. Mm-hmm. It was Dave. <laughs> Hook him. Which leaves with two. Well, stick them. We got Luster Hayes. Oh, okay. There you go. And one more left. Roger Craig. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. So this is our 15. I don't hate that. Top show for the Bears. All right. So uh, I'm horrible at sort of like sharing stuff like that. So Ted, can, can I eliminate? Can we eliminate Jim Marshall now? Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Right. You're going so the wrong way. Bring up like a pair of the 15 here on the left here, and I don't quite know how to do that. So you're trying to share your screen? I can share a screen, but you don't want to see the crap that I've got. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you can. I mean, it's not like it's <laughs> what what do you need, Kurt? Well, okay. Well, I've got the 15 people that I just want us to all. Like I've just stood the 15, but I mean, I want us to, to sort of like be able to all sort of like take a look at that. So do you just want to attach it as a file in the chat? Yeah, I should be able to do that. Yep. Or, or start talking and I'll start up an Excel document and can add them oh, to the list. Well, there we go. Or yeah. just go down the list and uh, whoever wants to make the case just makes the case. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to need a, an know. Excel to, to copy paste. Yeah, talking I'll, I'll go first i usually don't i've also first. been drinking excessively so like oh slowly for me jack there you go oh there he is in the background <laughs> all right jesus uh, wow jeff, look at that jeff, you look that, that elevated quickly <laughs> all right so i'm just gonna go ahead again i usually hang back but i'm kind of geared up for this one um which is unusual think because this is a hated Green Bay Packer except not hated because we respect the hell out of this guy or I don't know if I can talk to all for all Bears fans but the only two Bears fans oh wait Bill you've got Chicago ties you yeah I, I live in Chicago I I grew up right. in Virginia but I watched Sterling's entire career from his time in South Carolina to the unfortunate end of his career due to that yeah. neck injury and he's an absolute beast yeah. I, I still think the most snubbed Green Bay wide receiver is Billy Houghton. But yes, I, I am a huge fan of, of Sterling Sharp as well. All right, there we go. Right. I just put that in the full chat. Oh, there you go. These are, look what I figured out. All right. So here we go. I sent a picture of this earlier. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to do it. All right. But I, this is going to require a little participation. I'm going to log results here. It's on a little chart called is Sterling Sharp a Hall of Famer? Love it. Right. So unlike most of the guys on this list, many of whom are worthy, they went through an entire career and for one reason or another, they were not voted in at the, at the time when they would have been as a modern era. And now we're reevaluating, reassessing, et cetera. Um, Sterling Sharp stands out because he did not complete his career. So I'm just going to do some brass tack stats. All right. Drafted seventh uh, overall in between Tim Brown is drafted sixth, Michael Irvin drafted 11th, both Hall of Famers. Okay, I'm going to read his stats year by year, and then I'm going to stop. And you tell me when he is a Hall of Famer, all right? And I will mark down the results. Rookie year, Sterling Sharp, 
16 starts, 55 catches, 791 yards, one touchdown, sets a new Packer rookie uh, receiving record. Is Sterling Sharp a Hall of Famer after his rookie year? No. Anyone? No. Okay. And what I mean by is a Hall of Famer, I mean, when you reach the point where you're like, yeah, this guy, you know, all things, you know. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. You said, you said Packers rookie receiving record. Yeah. For, for what? Cause, cause Billy Houghton had more yards and, and more receptions. Sorry. You're right. No, it was receptions. Uh, Sharp finished with 55 catches and Billy Houghton had 13, albeit in a 12 game season. So he had it receptions per game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And what I mean by is he a Hall of Famer, I just mean, at what point do you start thinking, oh, yeah, this guy's a Hall of Famer, as long as he stays on this track, sure. he's a Hall gotcha. of Famer. All right, so rookie year, not yet. Okay, second season, 1989, 90 catches, 1,423 yards, 12 touchdowns. That is first in receptions in the NFL, second in yards, second in touchdowns, first team all pro. Is second year Sterling Sharp a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Trending that way, brother. Trending that way. Trending that way, sure. Trending that way. No, no definitive. All I want is your definitive. If he got hit by a bus tomorrow, he's a Hall of Fame, which is basically <laughs> how his career ended. Okay. Season three, 1990, 67 catches, 1,105 yards, six touchdowns, Pro Bowler. By the way, he's doing this with Don Madzkowski. Anyone yet? <laughs> Anyone? Oh, Magic oh, man. It, it, that's going to be the only time that Don Madzkowski has ever shown up on a Hall of Fame show, but let's shout out. Hey, shout out to Don Madkowski, but you know, he's I, not what to come. I, he had a couple of really good years. I think the Jay's silent. No, I'm disagreing. I'm just saying it's the first time. That, that's, that's how great he was. We're not even pronouncing his name right. Mikowski. All right, all right. <laughs> University of Virginia, baby. Jay's Here we go. Silence. Here we go. I know we got a long night. Here we go. Fourth, fourth year, 1991. Uh, 69 receptions, 961 yards, four touchdowns. That's his low. And we'll move right ahead to 1992. He gets Brett Favre. And what does he do? He goes for the receiving triple crown in 1992. He's all pro first team for the AP. Obviously, he's a, he's a pro bowler. 108 receptions, 1,461 yards, 13 touchdowns. He leads the all pro voting um, and has a new NFL record for receptions in a season at 108. So through 1992, got 389 receptions, 5,700 yards, 36 touchdowns. Is he a Hall of Famer yet? 1992? Yeah. Uh, before you go on, uh, we've got uh, another person who has arrived, Chris Meridian from the great state of Wisconsin. Thank you. Right on time. Chris, right on time. All right. So and just say yet, just say yay if he's a Hall of Famer after 1992, which is 88, 89, 92, five years now. Let me see one more year. Tom, you said yay? No, I said no. no. I said yeah. Chris said yes. Okay. All right. Six six season, 1993. Uh, first in the NFL in receptions, third in yards, third in touchdowns. That's 112 catches for a new, new single season NFL receptions record. 1,274 yards, 11 touchdowns, and the Packers go to the playoffs. In his first playoff game, he catches three touchdowns, including a game winner against the Lions, does nicely the next week in a loss to the Cowboys. Year six, is Sterling a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
Absolutely. I didn't know we could bring props. Oh, step it up, Kirk. All right, I hear, show. I hear four yeses. <laughs> My show. And, and by the way, I'm a yes here in year six. And year seven, he's fifth in the NFL in receptions. He is first in touchdowns with 18 touchdowns, 94 catches, 1,119 yards, 18 touchdowns, NFL leader, pro bowler. And just to put this in perspective, through 1994, Tim Brown has 4,700 yards. I'll, I'll round these off. 4,700 yards, 36 touchdowns. Michael Irvin, 6,900 yards, 40 touchdowns. Sterling Sharp, 8,100 yards, 65 touchdowns. By the way, to this point in his NFL career, Sterling Sharp has missed exactly zero games. Is he a Hall of Famer, year seven? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes. Jack, I mean, yes. Jack is I I I like this. I was a little kid when when he when when he was playing, and I vaguely remember him. But I would hear stories, and I'm like, this dude is like that dude was amazing. Like, if you ever want to know about like a guy, like what could have been, like he is always like, oh my god, what could have been? Because we would have been, you know, skip. Donald Driver years later, we would have been talking about Sterling Sharp being, he was on his way to being the greatest wide receiver in Packers history. He was on his way to being that, and he was on his way to Canton. It was just so sad that he had that injury. Well, but that's not what could have been because it was in this, I get what you're saying in terms of like the longevity of the career. But when you talk about years from 84, well, when you talk about those years from 88 to 94, like the great comparison here is Michael Irvin and Tim Brown are both Hall of Famers and deservedly so. Deserving Hall of Fame. Unquestion was better in those seven years. The only peer that he had was Jerry Rice. Yes. I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish this with I'm gonna finish this with a few other things and, and to, to bounce off of what Jeff just said. So we're looking at seven years, 88 to 1994. The most first team all pros from a wide receiver was Jerry Rice with six. Sterling Sharp was second with three. No one else had two. League leaders in receptions or receiving yards or touchdowns, receiving touchdowns combined in those seven years. Jerry Rice had nine. Sterling Sharp had six. No one else had two. I mean, two overall combined. Yep. Okay. And, and, and if so, I could, uh, just in and terms last, of- Well, hold on. Last, last thing, last thing, last thing. Yeah. Sterling Sharp in- 1994 didn't get to play in the playoffs because of his neck injury. He misses the, those playoff games. In 1995, they go to the NFC Championship game. In 1996, they win the Super Bowl. Sterling Sharp, even if you say, oh, well, Sharp on the 95 Packers, they, they beat the Cowboys, they win the Super Bowl. Sterling Sharp, two years away, two years away from being a Super Bowl champion. By that point, even a conservative estimate of his statistics, I have him at fourth all-time in receptions, fourth all-time in receiving yard, uh, in receiving touchdowns, 11th all-time in receiving yards. And that would be if he retired for no good reason after 1996. He would have not just been in the hall. He would have been the sixth, I believe it is, first ballot wide receiver Hall of Famer. Yeah, and Boy, but it goes beyond that. Hudson, Hudson, Elworth, Warfield, Largent, he would have been six, 
and uh, Jerry Rice would have been a little bit after that. Because yeah, the, the, there, there's one thing for those who are watching or listening. There we are. Uh, Jack's got something on his Twitter, uh, on Read Jack uh, Twitter, which I will say it's one of the better threads that I've ever seen to sort of like explain why player X should be into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that, that's what I wanted to sort of say earlier. Uh, to the point where, and I'm kind of glad, I'm really happy that Sharp has gone through here because I want to have a conversation with you directly or not so much directly. I want everyone to sort of like jump in because for me, one of my top three is Roger Craig. So tell me why Roger, you would take him over Roger Craig. Easy because Sterling Sharp was vastly more dominant in his position. That's why. So all I, all I did here was I just wanted to chart it out because I think for me, I call it the bus test. And I would say, when do you pass the bus test? The bus test is if you were hit by a bus today and you can never play your sport again, are you a Hall of Famer? And actually, I have a running thread every year when the, uh, when the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame does its inductions, and I've got a list of NBA players, and I just say, has player X, has they, have they passed the bus test? If they, if they get hit by a bus. Two years ago, I think the vote was like 30% yes or something like that for Giannis, and then last year, all of a sudden, it's like 80% yes. All right, that's the bus test. Sterling Sharp passed the bus test, I would say, at year six. And then you're just saying, well, he just kind of peters out for the remainder of his time and just kind of accumulates whatever. I mean, Sterling Sharp was an ass, ass, ass kicker. There's, I mean, there's more to this, Joe, though, Jack. I even feel like you're underselling it. No, no disrespect. I, I feel like you're underselling it. Like, my, my point I, is, I, I that, why. I, I'm trying to answer the Roger Craig question. Is what I'm Please. Thinking. When you look at Roger Craig, Roger Craig relative to his peers was not at the same level as Sterling Sharp. Okay. He just wasn't. And the numbers support that. When you look at somebody like a Sterling Sharp, we talk about the guys with shorter length of career. You know, you could think about like a Tony Baselli. Sharp's at that level higher. Oracle, you want to say Gail Sayers. When you talk about Gail Sayers played 71 football games and he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Sterling, Sterling Sharp is significantly closer to Gale Sayers than to Roger Craig, Jeff. Yes. I'm with you there. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. when you talk about like a Roger Craig, Roger Craig was a good player, but when you look at the actual numbers and the fact that he played with other great talent around him, which in some ways helped him. So he's playing with the Joe Montanas and the Steve Youngs of the world. He's Jerry got Rice. Don Taylor yeah. on the outside. He's got Brent Jones at tight end, a great offensive line. Sterling Sharp for the majority of his career, even when we bring up the Brett Favre piece starting in 92, Brett Favre was a backup to Mikowski before Mikowski got hurt in the Cincinnati game. So Madzkowski. He, uh, he had less than three years with Favre, and these were the developmental, not peak MVP Favre years. Right. So to Jack's point, like when you talk about the bus test, he had crappy quarterback play. Mikowski's only good season was 89. Okay. Like if you go back and look at the percentage of the offense of what they did, the fact that they even made the playoffs by the time they got this 93 is in no small part due to Sterling Sharp. You could say, well, they signed Reggie White. Uh, who was that dude on offense? The dude on offense in those 92 to 94 seasons was not Brett Favre. It was absolutely Sterling Sharp. He was the head motherfucker in charge of that offense. And when you think about like a Roger Craig, nice player. The thousand yard rushing and receiving season, that's nice. But when you talk about like peaks five years, let alone top seven. Yeah. Like there is no comparison. 
I would put, I would put, in fact, if you remove postseason play, I would put, and just look at regular season and what they did, I would put Sterling Sharp over Terrell Davis. I would definitely agree with you on that because I think when you look at, you know, Terrell Davis had like a three-year prime and he just petered out at the end because of injuries and concussions. Right. Sterling Sharp was a, mass, a fucking ass kicker from the time he got into that and uh, put on the Packers uniform for the first time all the way to his final season. So you have six straight years of straight ass kicking. Ass kicking. That's what it, that's what it is. That's the thing. And I and I'm looking at Don Don Majorski's uh his uh his uh stats. I mean, the 1989 season was definitely his best. Four thousand over four thousand yards, twenty seven touchdowns. He had twenty picks. But I also think, to me, Sterling Trump going to the Packers. And him getting drafted by them and him having the success that he had in Green Bay, it kind of started the foundation for the modern uh, Packers, the, the success that the Packers have had in both of our lifetimes. Like, I don't ever recall the Packers being bad in my lifetime. Like, insanely. We're not, we're talking about like the short Lions bad here uh, in my life. Sorry, Ted. It's a very easy, very easy question. If you ask Green Bay Packer fans, if you ask Packer fans that are in their like 40s or older, you ask them who the greatest wide receiver they ever saw play for the Green Bay Packers. They're not going to say James Lofton, Hall of Famer, by the way. They're going to say Sterling Sharp. Promise you. I would bet, I would bet Vinny's entire paycheck on it. I'm so confident. All now, two dollars out. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I mean, obviously, Don Hudson is the best wide receiver ever played for Green Bay Packers, obviously. He was so far ahead of everybody else. I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, and I think Sterling Sharp is a Hall of Famer. My only issue with him is that, yes, the teams around him weren't great, but he he played in one playoff game. He wasn't so great that he was able to transcend into a higher level. Like someone mentioned Terrell Davis. The only reason they won that Super Bowl was because of Terrell Davis, the best playoff running back of all time. So you have to add that in and that's where the only knock that i have on sterling sharp now don't get me wrong i don't care about his longevity and i look at he was the best wide receiver in the league for three years and that's enough for me to put him in because he's the best of the best so when you compare him to roger craig roger craig was a great player but he wasn't ever the best running back ever in his career sterling sharp was the only knock and i'm not trying to knock sterling sharp down i'm just saying he wasn't good enough that made the team so much better that they were you know, contenders. Well, and but that's I know also wide receivers, yeah. wide wow. receivers aren't, you know, aren't that, uh, you know, big of a position that does that. But uh, let's face it, Don Mikowski, and I'm pronouncing it right, wasn't a horrible coach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, well, he kind of, he that's kind the of only knock I have on I him. Only knock I have on him. A great player. I vote for him. I wrote him down. He's definitely a Hall of Famer in my book. I'm just we're we're painting him as the greatest wide receiver of all time, kind of thing. I just want us to step back and say, okay, he's a great player. Does he be a Hall of Fame? Let's not go overboard with how magnificent. He is. No, we're not no. saying that he's Jerry Rice or something well, like that, but he's the greatest. He's the best wide receiver on this list or on. Okay. So, so, oh so, yeah, he's the, isn't I, he the only one on this list? I would, I would no. say my, my last. So, so let's pivot to Cincinnati. Okay, we've got two Bengals here, and kudos to all of us. 
we've all voted for Bengals. We have no Cincinnati representation. I begged people on Twitter for this. I no, you I talked about Ken Anderson. I can make the case. I can yeah. make the case so, for Anderson. But but I, I, I can definitely make the case Ken Anderson. But, but I guess the point I is that we've got Ken Anderson and Ken Riley. We have two Bengals here from a group of not just this crew, but from people like another 10. And unless I'm mistaken, none of us are Bengals fans, but we have mad respect for the people of Cincinnati, right? So, I mean, we got one of the Bengals wrong, so it's okay. I agree. Yeah, we we put it in the we got. I think we got the wrong cornerback. Respectfully, yeah. Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair enough, but I like. I think Ken Riley deserves it, but I I, I agree. Lampard, uh, Lamar Paris is a better cornerback. I'll tell you right now. Had, we're going to talk about Ken he had Anderson. The higher heights. I would agree with the higher Ken, heights. Ken, I don't know Ken if he Anderson, was nearly I, as consistent. I'll tell you that there was well, only well, one quarterback more, more, who has. If I could. The, uh, oh, sorry, like, Kirk. No, I just want to say like one, one thing about uh, just quarterbacks. Nobody, if other than nobody, got more than one vote. Even Jim Plunkett. Good. Plunkett got one. Well, Boomer uh, Sirison got one, and nobody other quarterback got anything more than that. Wow. So that sounds about right. Ben Anderson is the quarterback. What? What? We voted for Bengals. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to say I voted. For both David Fulcher and Max Montoya, but apparently you guys weren't on board with those two Bengals. So I've represented the Bengals, just not the, the Ken squared. We, we 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 wanted worthy Bengals. <laughs> I get it. I, I do think there's. The times. I do think in regards um, to the Cincinnati guys, there's there's another dynamic kind of in play, and I I know if you're looking at the criteria and comparing stats and honors and that kind of stuff, it. It's a little different, you know, it's, it's a lot more clinical when you're doing that. But the one thing with Cincinnati is, and I know maybe it shouldn't be a consideration, but only Anthony Munoz is in the Hall of Fame. And I come, coming from Denver, John Elway was the first Bronco, like 43 years into the franchise to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And in the, they hearken back to, it was kind of a backroom deal. Well, who do you want in? Yep. Floyd Little or or Randy Gratishar, kind of thing. Um, but with the with the Bengals to make sure that they get the proper representation and don't fall through the into the black hole. That's where Anderson and and Riley really should get strong consideration. In addition to their their credentials, I mean, sixty five interceptions, Anderson leading the league in passing four times and being MVP. I mean, that speaks for itself. Uh, it's a team that just never got the recognition it deserved. But we should uh, avoid the bias of because other players from the team haven't got in that that advances. No, I understand, but that's a reality. That's that's all I'm saying is is it with with some teams like a team that's been in effect for what fifty years has one player in the Hall of Fame. Been to um, two Super Bowls. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's, that's, that's so, the so, so I've I've I have a question then, and I think this is something that we should. Um, address with each guy, and I think it's I think it's important, and it's something we've talked about in the chat, and it's an obvious one for Sharp. And the, the the question is, why was this person not elected as a modern era candidate? And the answer oh, for Sharp is obvious. So so for people who know it better than I do, I want to hear why wasn't Ken Anderson elected as a modern era? Why wasn't Ken Riley? And I know what Paul has talked about that the 
that the committee jagged where they were not electing, a, you know, like let's call it like a full, a full class on many occasions. But still, there are some guys who still got in and others who didn't. Maybe the full class would have taken care of a lot of these dudes. I'm sure it would. But I just want to hear the specifics from people who know what what kept Ken Anderson out and what kept Ken Riley out. Uh, Jack, I, I'll tell you this. I think it always comes down to politics, to, to politics. And I think it always comes down to politics. It comes down to, um, you know, how some writers think. And here's the thing. I believe, you know, I believe I'm, you know, you and I are both part of a, uh, uh, we're of a younger generation, but we both love history. And the thing is, he had over 30,000 years. Anderson had over 30,000 yards passing. He had almost 200 touchdowns. Uh, he was an MVP in 1981. He was the first team All-Pro in 1981. Four-time Pro Bowler, twice passing yard leader champion, four-time passer rating, passer rating leader, and three-times completion percentage leader. And to give you an idea, just in terms of how many just in terms of the most titles, um, there are only six that have more passing percentage titles than Ken Anderson. Sammy Ball, Lynn Dawson, Drew Brees, Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Bart Starr. And of course, we know Drew's going to get into the Hall of Fame, but five of those six are in the Hall of Fame. This guy had three. And I feel like if you have three if you read the lead in passing percentage three times if you had been an MVP, you should be in the Hall of Fame. And I think it really goes down, it boils down to politics. It boils down to um, perception because everyone always has this perception of the Bengals as, as a losing franchise. But no, I disagree. I, I call bullshit because up until Mike Brown fought, uh, took over the team, the Bengals had a really, I would say, a pretty decent kind of run before Paul Brown died. But that's so not really I, answering the politics question, though. Yeah, like, yeah, why so, are you getting to the politics? I think he answered I think it. You're right. I think are the politics, though, are the politics related to the fact that he was a quarterback that played in the 70s in an era of Bradshaw, Staubach, and Stabler. Uh, quarterbacks, by the way, that Anderson's numbers are better than all of them. Yep. Like, a fact. I, I think that's quarterback. Well, well, hold on. It was it because he was a quarterback that didn't win a Super Bowl the one time he got there. Like I, I think that's what we're trying to understand is like what's the politics there? You might be right, but is that the politics? I think that's really what it, I think that's really really what boils down to because he he got to a Super Bowl, he didn't win it, and he was overshadowed by guys like Bradshaw. Like when you think of Bradshaw, he played for a legendary team like the Irons, the you know the Steel Curtain. You know, when you think of Kenny Stabler, he played for a, this iconic team of the 1970s. The Bengals wasn't like that iconic team of the 1970s. So I think him not playing for something for a team that was like iconic kept him out of town. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. And because I'm just saying, like, if you look at the numbers of those three Hall of Fame quarterbacks that, that we referenced from that era, his numbers are better. Like, that's not opinion. That is like statistical fact. And you could say not only were his numbers better, it's not his fault. He didn't get to play on the same team as Mean Joe Green and 
Lambert and Jack Ham, Mel Blunt and Donnie Shell on defense and Franco and Swan and Stallworth, Webster, et cetera. Like the fact that he was able to put up better numbers than these guys with inferior talent. Yep. Good Bengals team during that time, but they were not great, to your point. Like he, he had a juggernaut in the AFC. You even had a year where the Orange Crush defense went to the Super Bowl. The fact that he was able to produce better numbers in that era than guys that are in the Hall of Fame, I think to me, Jack, you were asking like what kept them out. Like that to me is more of the case of why he should be in. And it's been a gross injustice that he hasn't been because there have been inferior quarterbacks in Dunkin'. And, and it's not just politics. It's not like people, these voters are, are keeping people out specifically because they have some sort of bias. It's not politics necessarily all the time. Face it, they're human. They get it wrong. They get voting awards wrong all the time. And I can point to several of them. So it's not that they're yeah, like, Rogers oh, there. I don't want this person in because I don't like the Cincinnati bagels. They get it wrong and they get it wrong early and it perpetuates it's through happened. somebody's career. So, yeah. you know, they... <laughs> It's not, I just want to point out, it's probably not because they're maliciously trying to keep somebody out. They just not, they're not perfect. You know, they vote wrong. They have other ideas. They've watched somebody else a little bit more. Um, I'm going to have to jump off here pretty quick, but I just want to say one thing about Ken Anderson. If you adjust for era, passing stats for era, which I have done, Ken Anderson is the only player eligible for the Hall of Fame that is not in the Hall of Fame that has had four, at least for top 100 seasons of all time only yep. one not in the hall of fame he's yep. deserving of the hall of fame regardless of whether the voters get it wrong or not okay uh, jack, so- jack asked about um sterling sharp i think it's a pretty easy answer uh jack it's unfortunate but for many many years the voters would not put in short career players right the old 10 year rule you know right. some of these names we're looking at the list here if you go back and look at way back guys like uh, ox emerson and and uh, some of those other guys it's the same problem um these guys played in the 30s and 40s some of these guys have multiple several first team all pro all decade but they only played eight nine ten years so it's unfortunate it's only been recent that the voters have started to open the doors for senior and or modern players besides a guy like yale sayers with nine years and i think when it comes to riley it's it's the issue we've already pointed out. It's Riley and Parrish. Parrish, Riley. And I think the voters have never really rallied around the same things that we're arguing, which was the better player. There's case we made for both. And as a result, they both sort of get canceled out when you're trying to come down to a very short list. And, you know, for decades, they were only electing one senior. For a while, for 15 years, it was two seniors. Once they're in that, you know, that senior's pool, we've talked about 100 plus, right, Jack? It's crazy. I mean, getting out of there is pure luck um, or one or two guys really advocating for you. And I think these guys, often people have told me it's not the positives that get players in. It's the negatives that keep them out. And they make negative arguments to push a guys aside and then they just never rise up again. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's unfortunate, that, but that's what's happened. And I'm, I'm not saying the arguments are legitimate. I'm just saying that debate, right, among the voters, the nine of them, uh, only five traditionally have actually selected the senior. That's all changed now. But that's come down to that fact that they pull negatives out and these some of these guys just get pushed to the side, even though the arguments for some of them, like Anderson and Riley and Sharp and many others we're going to talk about, are very, very good. They just don't level you know, the, the argument, the debate among the voters just never, you know, rose them to the top. And I, I think for I Anderson, sure. it's easier to say because it – you see it a lot. The he didn't win a Super Bowl. 
just total crap and total unfair because if you're going to say that well then why was Dan Marino ever put in the Hall of Fame why was Fran Tarkenton ever put in the Hall of Fame they have Hall of Fame worthy cases I'm not saying that I'm saying and I and I agree with you Jeff like uh because like six seven years ago our good friend Vinny is going to make a giant case for Matt Ryan Mm -hmm. and he's going to be there's a lot to what he's going to say Mm -hmm. an awful lot of that uh, just hey, I, I'm Tom, does, like moving does, forward. Does Tom want to take care of anyone before he leaves? <laughs> is there anyone on the list that Tom wants to take care of before he leaves? Well, I, I was uh, going to say mm, here. I, I think. Uh, the, no, I think uh, Randy Gradshaw is covered. I'm going to say, like, for the interest. <laughs> what made you think, think that? Yeah. Like, uh, well, well, I think we should do. Like, originally, Ted and I were talking beforehand. We were just saying, like, going to nine to five. I, I think at this point, with this crew that we have. Uh, I don't see why we couldn't just come up with our three. So let's just, uh, over the next 20 minutes, talk a little bit more, and then we're all going to vote for our three. Does anyone have a problem with that? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Or do we want to try it? Because there's a I want to talk about here. Can I just? uh, Yeah, is there anybody we could remove first? Because I wonder, like, if we get whittle it down. Well, and then go down I, to possibly, possibly, Jack, because like, uh, all right, someone on Tommy know this because I don't get it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, he's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hype about uh, his candidacy for a long time now. Hasn't gotten in, but I, like I mean, him. you got you got Sam Mills in there, so <laughs> I mean, you might as well start putting Nobis in and everybody else at this point. But well, Gradishar. <laughs> anybody that right, anybody that played inside linebacker is eligible now. Yeah, there, it feels like they're better. Dave, like you're the Horns fan here, so maybe you could speak to Novus. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, uh, better linebackers on the list, even with what the 15 that we have. There feels like there's better linebackers than Novus. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, no, no let's just vote on our first. Let's vote on our three and just see if we're close. If everybody votes for their three, and then okay. if we're we right. whittle it down to six, then we don't have much time left. Instead of removing okay. people, uh, let's so just say uh, let's give us our th- top three and we'll figure it out. All right, sounds good. Uh, who should we all send that to? Oh, God, please don't say me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take them. I'll take them. All right, thanks, Jack. So just DM you, Jack, on here? No. Uh, That's going to be a little yeah. difficult for me. I'm on the phone. You can send them to me. I got uh, just, 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 just say your top three. Just tell us. We don't have yeah. to make a secret ballot. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Say it. Okay. All right. So let's just, let's just go uh, down the list and just say it. Just okay, start so from okay, Kirk so and go down the list. We'll do so that. Hold on. I'll call them. Hold, them all. hold on. Hey, Let me uh, share my screen and then I'll I'll log them right here. Oh, Ted's gonna Thank be God, because like that's uh, what I'm shitty at. Host <laughs> Host has I... to undisable the participant screen sharing. Uh, what do I have to do? You, disable. you have to enable screen share. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I ask a quick question? Um, was Tom Sestak on the 15? Yeah. Uh, he, okay. he got three votes overall. Well, no, did he make the 15? No. no. Oh, he didn't make the final 15. The list is okay. in the chat if you want to right. take a review hey, of it. Ted, what am I doing here, brother? You need to allow me to screen share. Evan always helps me with these things. Yeah, well, you had it at one point, so I don't know what you changed. <laughs> I changed nothing. I'm an idiot. Well, we could always just write it down on a piece of paper, too. Yeah. If someone has a pen and paper, we'll just uh, go down the list and just say it. All right. Paper. Okay. I don't know what paper is. (laughs) What's paper? Hey, guys. 
guys. Yeah. I'll just, call, I'll just call on you and you give me your three and I'll put them in the sheet and I'll add it up. I got it right. Ready to go. I got it too. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Okay. All right. You need a two-party verification. I don't trust right. you guys with your biases. Right. I want two different people. I just got <laughs> everything. Jack and I got it. Yeah, they're saying it. They're saying it out loud. It's okay. Okay. All right. If you so, if you want to know what the final fifteen is, go to the chat. It's a, one of the first messages on here. The list of players that we're talking about: Scratisher, okay. Anderson, Howley, right. Dill, so Lake, Sharp, let's, let's Craig, Nobus, Hayes, Riley, Greenwood. Cool. All right, so let's go uh, for my thing, top to right. So, like, sorry, who's who's logging? I, I yeah, and a second verification. Okay, so I'll right. call. I will second call verification. on you. All right, I will call on you, Kirk. Give me your three, please. Uh, okay, I'll give you give you my three right now. I'm going to give you. Maybe Sharp, how uh, Chuck Howley and Elsie. Elsie. Got it. Ted, give me your three, please. All right, I've got Gratishar. I've got, let's go with Wiser. And let's go with, oh man. We'll go with uh, Owly. Did we, lose, we lost Tom, right? No, I'm here. Tom's here, Tom's here. Okay, Tom, give me your three. Yeah, uh, it's a tough list. Obviously, a lot of these pe people deserve to be in. So, but my list is Gratishar, Howley, and Greenwood. Great. Jeff, give me your three. I'm going to go with Sterling Sharp, Ken Anderson, and Lavi Dillwig. Great. Bill, give me your three. Um, Ken Anderson, Randy Gratishar, and Kenny Riley. Wonderful. Chris, give me your three. Uh, Sterling Sharp, Bobby Dillwig, and Randy Gratishar. And our Packers there. I hear you, buddy. All right. Ron, give me your three. Well, Randy Gratishar, <laughs> yep. uh, Ken Riley, yep. and Maxie Bond. Maxie Bond. Got it. Ryan, give me your three, please. Uh, I'm going with Ken Anderson, Jim Marshall, and L.C. Greenwood. All right. Dave, give me your three. Yeah, I, I, I would preface this by saying, but making a case that a guy is a Hall of Famer is okay because there's all these guys should be Hall of Famer. So you say, oh, he's better than this guy that's in the Hall of Fame makes it difficult because you're like, mm. so uh, don't take it wrong that I don't pick somebody you like, but I'm going to go with Kid Anderson. I think you guys convinced me with the numbers compared to some of those other 70s guys, 70s, 80s guys. Uh, Tommy Nobis, I didn't really get a chance to tout him, but beast in the middle, played for a team that wasn't on TV a lot, that never made the postseason uh, that much. And then Joe Jacoby, I think, uh, you know, one of the hogs. Got it. Paul, please give me your three. Pratichar, Howley. Got it. And my three is Sharp, Greenwood, and Hayes. I like the Hayes pick. That was a shortcut for me. So let me add these. Let me post mine, Jack, and see if you agree. Yep. Hold on. 
I thought in your country you're not really teaching uh, math anymore. <laughs> Ooh, we've got a, th is that a three-way tie? For, for a second, third, fourth. Four-way four tie for second. Nice. Awesome. Nice. So well, we five. narrowed it down. Yeah, that was the right way to just, do it. We narrowed give it Jack down. a second to verify. <laughs> All right. So at this point, uh, so we've got Randy at, we've inducted Randy Groucher as our senior. Sounds right. right. Uh, so we've yeah. got uh, Ken Anderson, uh, Sharp, Elsie. Good. I'm going to get another cut. And Chuck Alley. All right. So we've got to come up with three. Let's just call this what it is. We've got to, we've got to eliminate two of this four. Yeah, but we're we're making the declaration that since Gradishar was a top vote getter, right, Gradishar's in. He's we in. can yeah, we can Gradishar's lose in. him off. And we, now we it's heard, the battle between. We, we heard advocates for Boy, Anderson, get, and we heard advocates for um, Sharp. Sharp. I'd like to hear yeah. some advocates for Greenwood and Howley just well, to make it so that I mean, we have all four discussed with some pros. I mean, when Tom Landry yeah. was asked about the greatest linebackers he'd ever coached and. It should be mentioned, he coached guys like, oh, Sam Huff. He said that Howley was the smartest. He said that Howley was the one that had the best ability to do everything he was asked to do in the, in the defense that they ran. And he had some pretty good linebackers, right? I mean, this is, this is Tom Landry we're talking about. Um, obviously, you have, from the same school as Sam Huff, and people who saw both of them play, you know, some people said, some people preferred Huff. I'm not going to pretend that there weren't people who preferred Huff, but Howley was better in coverage, right? Uh, Howley was probably just about as good against the run. And he just wasn't as flashy. Um, he didn't, there was no documentary called The Violent World of, of, of Chuck Howley, unfortunately. I think that worked against him a little bit. And once again, he plays on a defense where there's lots of big names and lots of players that everyone sort of knows. I mean, Bob Lilly's on that team. I mean, there's so many great players on that team. Yeah. But Chuck Howley ran that defense for a very long time and still the only player from a losing team to be a Super Bowl MVP, the first defensive player to be a Super Bowl MVP. And the game he had, right, in that loss is, I don't know if there's been a better all-around defensive performance in any of the Super Bowls than the performance that Chuck Howley had. I mean, we overrate the Super Bowl. I'm saying that. I've said that before. But if we're going to overrate it for other people and put people in the Hall of Fame for their Super Bowl performances, why are we going to not do the same thing for Chuck Howley, who was an incredibly dominant player in, you know, not, well, not the most exciting Super Bowl I've ever seen, but my God, was he amazing. And every time a play had to be made, he was the guy making it on this incredible defense we keep talking about with all these great players. Who's the guy making all the plays? Chuck Howley. Yeah, uh, Bill. No, just I just to piggyback on that, yeah. you think middle linebacker, you think uh, Buckus, you think Ray Lewis, violent plays at the point of attack. Yep. But guys like Howley and Gratishar just made plays and yep. like 15 tackles a game, like right. like it was nothing. Right. And and we're always like like they were in the blimp above the field and they knew where the ball was going. I mean, and you know. To, and back then, to be losing player on the Super Bowl, to be MVP. And I mean, Howie was not a middle linebacker. Yeah, Howie Leroy Jordan was. The, Leroy Jordan played middle. Yeah, oh, he played, yeah, Leroy he played Jordan. It's the same style, like the Jack Hams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're talking yeah, about a guy who was five times, uh, five times first team All Pro. Yep. I think seven or six or seven Pro Bowls when Pro Bowls meant something. When they meant something. And not only was he the best player 
in Super Bowl five, he was actually the best pl- defensive player in Super Bowl six. Yep. He, had, he had a fumble recover, recovery. Um, obviously, wasn't the MVP for that game. But he, he here's a guy who was the best defensive player on back-to-back Super Bowls. Yep. And I would suspect that's very rare in NFL history. His <laughs> career and his his profile gets dinged because half his career was in the 60s. I was about to say that. Later half was in the 70s. Yep. So he falls into this group, right? He should have been on the 60s all-decade team, but he wasn't. And that's what has hurt his taste. And he'll wonder, and like, really why just, isn't he already in? It's really that's just why. those two seasons. If he had, if 1970 and 1971 for him were 1968 and 1969, you move everything back two years. He's on the, the Hall of Fame 30 years yeah. ago. So I have, right. I have one question because I, I don't know, and I think it's I think it's going to be important as we look at these guys. Was where, what was Chuck Howley's peak at his position league wide? Was he the best at his position at some point? I think he was close too. Well, yeah, I mean, he was voted. You know, he he was voted as being the best at his position like four times in a row. Four times in a row. I, <laughs> yeah, right. five, five. He was a five times, time, actually, five, was a five but, time yeah. first team All Pro and a one time second. Yeah, so I mean that time. tells you that at least the voters back then thought he was the best at his position yes. for five years in a row. His yes. peak was five years. Five years, and I mean we're putting people in the Hall of Fame that had a peak for two or three years. I mean this yes. is five years. It, no, I agree. He was the I best. Agree. Yeah. I, I want to throw something more if if I could just on Anderson. And again, it's not necessarily that I'm advocating for him, but if we are acting as if we are the ones for the real hall, does it mean something to put someone to Ken Anderson in for the greater good of the Bengals? No, well, I mean, that's you can a make fun the case without make, that. But I just that's want to look at how, how good he was, how he's able to be that good for that long. And only for maybe two or three years did they have top five or six talent around him mostly he played with guys who were guys and he still elevated them like we, we, always, we always talk about quarterbacks elevating the players around them booby clark was a good player but he made him look better right <laughs> isaac curtis was a good player but he made him look better i mean these are these guys aren't garbage but they aren't as good as i mean you just talk about super teams in the 70s i mean these that, that's not drew pearson that's not lynn swan that's not john, not john stallworth i mean these are solid players he's making them better and he did it for a very long time against the super teams. He's playing in that non-salary cap era where teams, especially if a team drafts really, really well, they can be great for 10, 11 years. And he's managing to compete at a high level against these teams that are stacked. I mean, you can't have teams like this. Like, it's impossible to have teams that good. He's played against better teams than, frankly, most quarterbacks will ever conceive of playing against. Teams with double-digit Hall of Famers or guys that are double-digit guys who certainly could be Hall of Famers, regularly he played against. And to look at in the dead ball era, as I call it, of NFL quarterbacking, um, when 58% would have been like, whoa, you're doing something, he's 70.5. I mean, it's insane what he did in 1974 when you could still Put your hands on receivers. Put your feet on receivers. Put everything on a receiver, pretty much. And he's managing to do this. I, it is. I'm shocked and amazed that there hasn't been like a general revolt amongst people to put this man in the Hall of Fame. Um, it. I was a young Steelers fan. That was the one guy who scared me. Right? Is Ken Anderson. I, I pretty much felt good. I mean, Stabler's a good guy. I mean, really good. Really good quarterback. But I, he didn't scare me the same way that Ken Anderson did. 
Kinnerson terrified me as a young Steelers fan. I was like, oh crap, we gotta play Anderson again. Even when we beat them, I didn't feel I mean, like I always felt nervous till like no time was left on the clock. So let me and ask you this, Bill. The, the you grew up in that era. Oh, yeah. was, was he bad? one of the best metrics? So so I think there's even more metrics. Statistically, we've confirmed he's better than the Shaws, the Staubach, BC, no. like quarterbacks of his era. Oh, wait, not so when you talk about the eyeball test, you grew up watching. I grew up watching. Twice a year, we had to play them, yeah, and I never felt of you guys good. Did. <laughs> right. Even when we beat them, I was, my stomach he was scared crazy, you, He scared no you more than a Bradshaw did on his own. And to Kirk, Kirk's point, you're asking, like, does the Bengals thing... No, I'm just asking. I'm just opening. Like, I don't so, know. So, I no, mean, what I'm saying is... What that's, I'm saying I mean, is that's I like think a cherry on top, but like well, the things trying to he say actually is, just flat out did as a quarterback were more than enough in my mind. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is that the, the piece about the Bengals consideration that I think puts him over the top is he had Jags, just another guys. He had a lot of guys around him. He yeah, did a lot of guys on his well, team. Okay. Right. So well, when I think the Bengals well, spin is okay, that so like for the interest of time, because there's a couple of people who have to like log out. Yeah. Oh, we're almost there, which is Good on us. We've managed to do this in 90 minutes. We've already wow. inducted Randy Gratishar. Yeah. Since no and you should listen to us because I'm awesome. We're awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so, we're talking about Greenwood. I want to hear yeah, someone needs to present Greenwood. I can I, do it quickly. I, I don't mean yeah, let's to do that. Real, but I can talk Greenwood too. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is like one of the great things is like you always gotta have another you always gotta have like two or three anchors on defense. You know, we, we talk about, you know, we always talk about the purple people eaters with Alan Page and with Alan, pa- with, I mean, uh, Alan Page and Carl Eller and Jim Marshall. And when you think about that defense with the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys like, we know about Joe Green, we know, we know about Joe Green, but without Joe Green, without L.C. Greenwood, there's no Joe, Gre- there's no mean Joe Green. And I think L.C. Greenwood deserves to be inducted he deserves he deserves his flowers you know i know he gets lost in the shuffle and um and someone just said this six um six best players from that defense and i do a, i kind of you know i i'm a, i'm a, i wasn't even alive i wasn't even alive during that time but but i think you know you should give i think i would some consideration for being in the, uh being up there with Gladys. Yeah, I think Hall of Famers did the Steelers need from that 70s team? There's already five in there. I'm not trying to be funny here. Like, I think it's a consideration is Elsie Greenwood was a really good player. But how much was he helped by the fact that, let's not kid it, me, Joe Green, was that dude on that defense. Everything, that franchise in the 70s started. Yeah, yeah, that franchise it, started because of Mean Joe Green. When you think about him getting drafted in '69, it wasn't Bradshaw that was a starting point. It was Mean Joe Green and the hiring of Chuck Knoll that year. Like yeah. Mean Joe Green was the thing that everything ran off of. There's plenty of I think for Pittsburgh people that would say Jack Ham was the better linebacker. Jack Lambert got more attention because of the position that he. Played. Then you have Mel Blunt, changed the game in terms of how you could defend because of Mel Blunt. Donnie Shell. In Greenwood, I always kind of viewed in the similar bucket where if one got in, the other one might have to wait a little while. Like, it feels like you put in an L.C. Greenwood, it's to the detriment of a guy of Chuck Howley with less defensive talent around him and you could argue had even greater resume. I, I think L.C. Greenwood was dominant. And 
And I mean, if you if you saw Super Bowl nine, he played volleyball with Fran Tarkington. <laughs> it was a pretty funny situation. But uh, Greenwood dominated. I mean, he he just got bypassed because the Steelers had so many guys in. He got lost. Uh, Donnie Donnie yeah. Shell. I mean, it was it was an era where it was vertical passing, and and that's you know because the Steelers were so good. That's why. Bill Walsh had to come up with the West Coast offense. And that's why Ken Anderson's stats, people didn't know what to make of them compared to like the Blonde Bomber and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's how dominant like Greenwood was. I, I mean, they didn't keep track of the sacks back then. Uh, it just, it's criminal. He's not been in the Hall of Fame. And I think he's four-time finalist. I mean, it was six. multiple, six, yeah. Six so it's, it's not like he's someone who's on the periphery. And I mean, he's better than Donnie Schell. I mean, I, I love Donnie Shaw, but okay. So, Greenwood so at dominated. this point, can we just pick on pick two? So we everyone, just pick two everyone vote point. for two. Okay. Like from the vote remaining four. Uh, so, uh, Jack, you're gonna collect that if that's all right. Uh, yeah. All right, here it is. <laughs> okay. No pressure. We're going on Anderson, Howley, Sharp, and Greenwood. Right. We're voting for two of them. Yep. Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yep. So, so, so just two of the four. Anderson, Anderson, Greenwood. Yep. Sharp, Holly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll just go in. Uh, so, Jack, if you can collect it, I'll just go in order, like uh, from my counterclockwise, from what I see. Uh, Ted? Anderson and Holly. Uh, for me, it's Howley and Greenwood. Paul? Howley and Sharp. Tom? Howley, Greenwood. Right. Jeff? Sharp and Anderson. All right. Dave? Howley and Anderson, guys. All right. Ron? Anderson and Greenwood. All right, Bill. Anderson and Howley. Jack, you're you're putting yourself. Uh, yeah, I had I had Sharp and Greenwood. Okay. Uh, Ryan. I'm going with Anderson and Sharp. And the hammer goes to Chris. All right, we go with Sharp and Howley. All right, what are the totals, sir? Oh, wow. Total, wow, it's very close. It's Holly at seven, no. Anderson at six, yes. Sharp at five, Greenwood at four. Okay. I had Greenwood at five, but that's, yep, exactly I, right. I, I, I had it the same way you did, Jack. This could be some Chicago shenanigans is what Ted might accuse us of. <laughs> it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. Cook County voting is always a little shady. Like I actually, I'll say creative is the verb we prefer. But we okay. for your country, does that mean red state or blue state? I don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you guys were right because my numbers were off one. There we go. <laughs> All right, so let's. So we have inducted Randy Gravishar and Jack. The other two. We've inducted Chuck Howley and Ken Anderson. Oh man, I wish there was a good a evening's work. Yep. I would okay. it was a way we could just tell Ken Anderson, congratulations, you've just been inducted into our Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody should draft an email. Um, all right. Hold on, hold on, guys. He's on Twitter. 
hold on here. So that means, because we said originally we were going to do nine. So that means that well, we No, we were going to bring up to nine and then do three total. But I like the idea of having nine because that's what they'll look at. No, I'm not going backwards. <laughs> no. Three. I know we want to get sharp in there, bro. No, three is fine. Oh, Jack, you've done this to me before. We'll have to do this next year. Right. We'll do it again next year. Like this actually feels like a group of this feels like a group of three that we would like if they actually announced these three, like it'd be one of those, yeah, feel good about all three of those. Okay, let me let me just let me just make one point. Okay. We've got we listen, we've got our three. Yes. We have then two more in uh Sharp and Greenwood mm -hmm. that would make five. The third one there would be Dilweg, who's the only one who had three votes in right. the original. Okay, so that's six. Then we had uh then we had Riley. At two, he's the only one who had two. So then you just have one, two, three, four, five, six guys left with one. Everybody pick two, and we get a group of nine. Because uh, here's my point: because from a from an aspect of looking ahead, everyone's going to be talking about these classes like, oh, we can get up to nine in over three years. So let's get a number of three, and let's get a number of nine. We're close. All you have to do is vote for two. Of the I think we need people. to evaluate. Um, there's some pre-1960s guys, and the guys we have, like in the top, other than Dilwig, are all like more modern. I mean, I know Holly was 60s, early 70s, but I'm just saying. Here, here's who's left. Okay, Hayes, Bond, Wister, Nobis, Jacoby, Marshall. I think we know enough about them to vote for two, and we'll see, and we can fill out the nine. That way you get a three and you get a nine. All right, so we want to vote a couple more in is what we're saying? <laughs> two more. It's only two because we've already settled numbers right, okay, four or five. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It, it, it's three in and then a, some sort of nine pool that he's talking about, I think. Yeah, that's right. I'm not saying that the boss, like I said, well, these nine guys get in. It's like we got No, it's three, it's three in and it's like a here's our look ahead. And here's our, right. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ahead, we started with it. a list of over So essentially you're creating right. our finalists and then the ones that got in. I got it. I got Correct. it. Yeah. I okay. think the one, the one challenge I would have with that, Jack, is, is that if we have a smaller pool to select from, would, would some folks change some of their votes? It doesn't matter. We can change next year. It I'm just saying matter. it's an example ah, of. It does matter. No, it's an yeah, example of looking looking ahead because you're going to have nine probably maxed out over the next three years total. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. But I'm I'm trying to say like, if you're talking about how we would select those other ones, like makes sense if you're saying like you would advance Sharp Greenwood because they got the. I did say that. Two votes. Yeah, you. I said, did say that. Yeah. Right. Right. Like jump off is when you. Talk about the one in the ones that got one vote, and then you have the ones with two. There is no, no, no. You didn't listen. There's, there's only one guy with two votes. Dylan. I, I just said that. Ken Riley. Yeah. Ken Riley. Right. So that. that's so. There's only there's six guys. I just chatted him. There's six guys who got one vote. Oh, right. So you're not listening because what six. I'm saying is, is that when folks have voted differently, if they weren't picking from the larger group of fifteen. Who cares? We're here. Let's get a list of nine. Hey, I just put mine in the chat. Those are my Thank votes. You. you guys can settle it. I got to jump off. Hey, it's great talking with you. Man with the life. I'm about to look at it. I got a life. <laughs>
<laughs> take care, everybody. No, thanks so much. No, seriously, take care. Thank you very much. It was yeah, fun. Have it was a, a lot good of fun. evening. Take care. He's going to bask in the Gratishar glow tonight. <laughs> he does have that Gratishar glow. No, is this an ending? It's an ending. That's enough. Okay, Easy. sure. I'll toss mine in the chat. I guess that's what we're doing now. Yep, and I'm logging him. Joe Jacoby? I guess. Yeah. Wasn't he like second team all decade? God damn it. All right, fine. All right. That means Ken Riley gets in. Oh, all right. <laughs> Is that so bad? Oh, yes. It just feels yeah. like we're rewarding the wrong Bengal corner, is all I'm saying. They're you both know. really great. I'd love to see them both get in. We tried, though. And Lamar was and Lamar was also a terrific special teamer. We were talking about Billy White shoots Johnson. Look at Lamar Parrish's return numbers the next time you get a little bored. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not even just the corner piece. Like, you look at the whole entire... Sure. No, I, I'm, really I'm very... Once again, I yeah. watched both guys' entire yeah. career. <laughs> I'm only going to vote one because I only feel strongly about one more. <laughs> wow. Did mine come through? It's my site. I can do this. You need my vote. Yeah, I see. I see yours, Ron Wister and Bond. Thanks. I'm I'm using my phone for the chat, yeah. so it's like a little tricky gotcha. with the video in that. But when you're fan of the year, you can do that. Well, I tried. <laughs> That's how you get rewarded. Well, I had to do. We had it. We actually had zooms with different people in the NFL, and I had this crazy shirt for the holidays, and Roger was almost falling out of his chair. <laughs> the time we did it with the commissioner. This leads to us putting Lester Hayes in, and it was all worth it. Why, why is it that I wish that that he fell out of his chair than to a lava hole? Uh, whoever we're dude. not doing a really good for one of the votes, it's between Marshall, Jacoby, Bond, Weiser, Nobis, and Hayes. Well, uh, and there's Wister, Wister, and Bond, Maxi Bond. Right. Who voted for Emerson? He's not in it. Yes, for sure. No, I just said it was me. Oh, okay. I didn't hear. <laughs> and who, who are you okay. replacing him with? Jeff's protest vote. Yep. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so Jeff Lester voted. Hayes is Jeff voting for Jill Stein. And I will. I will go with. Some people just want to watch no, the old bird. I should say. I mean, it will be very interesting this year. Not only three seniors, but if you've been following, the entire process has been changed. Right. So they're going to start with a long list. They're going to go to 25. That's going to be publicly released, I would suspect, maybe in July. They're going to go down to 12. I think that will probably be released early August. The committee is being expanded from nine to 12. It may be three more voters, but it may be three historians. That will be interesting to see. Please. And then all 12 of them. Yeah, we need some historians. Um, yeah, I think it would be a great addition. And then all 12 of them are going to meet in Canton in late August, usual timeline. Whereas before it was always just nine in a rotation of five who actually met. The reason I'm making the point is that not only are we going to, we going to see the step down, so we're going to see who's considered. 12 new, 12 voices, three new voices, all in the room will change the complete dynamics. Yep. I think that favors a lot of guys who we are supportive of and very popular, but it also might see some new names start to rise to the top that uh, hasn't been considered because it's been a pretty small selective group plus three can get in so it should be very interesting this year i nominate Vinny. <laughs> all right he nominated he would nominate himself as well <laughs> yeah, I know who I <laughs> so 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 here's what we've got we still have an element of 
Of, we got a tie. Of, you know, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I, ha- I haven't put mine down, Jack, if you're tracking. Oh, Ted, go ahead. Uh, let me put it in. Um, the hammer. As they say in curling, which is a sport that Kirk, I'm sure, follows very closely. <laughs> hey, curling is awesome. Like every four years, it, it, the Olympics, I'm addicted, man. Straight into the awesome. Every four years. It's really awesome. Yeah. Like, I actually, I always wondered, could you play curling? I wondered, I always wondered, could you play curling in the South? <laughs> you, tough to find an arena. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. Uh, yeah. Where would you do that? Well, I in mean, ice rink. Yeah, in an ice rink. I know I mean, they're on an ice rink. I'm just saying. So it's got to have the uh, thing and the indoor. We have a breakthrough, ice an ice rink. <laughs> an indoor ice rink. Kirk's just mad because teams like Tampa can dominate in the NHL. I think yeah. they call that shuffleboard. Love you too, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Tampa. Are we still waiting for Ted? Carolina. Carolina. I think Jack and I are both totaling, right, Jack? Well, did you ever put in your vote? Yep. Oh, oh you you did. Did. you're just counting. Oh, no, okay. I didn't see a vote. I see a question that says Ted. I don't see Ted's vote. I thought that I thought that Ted had said he had. Okay, I'm so never sorry. Mind. So, I sent it direct to Kurt. My bad. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. secret I, secret ballot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wait a minute. Don't send nothing to me. I'm drunk. This Nobis. probably creates an even bigger tie. So thanks a lot, Ted. <laughs> Pull Novus into that tie. There we go. There we go. All right, who we got? It, it doesn't actually. It clears. It clears it. So we Does have it? we have Hayes and Wister. Oh wow! Okay. They each they each got four. Bond, Nobis, and Marshall got three, and I was the only vote for Joe Jacoby. So okay. here's your here's your class. Your class is Gratishar, Howley, and Ken Anderson, and then our kind of extended projected. This could happen, etc. You know, an eye toward the future is in this order: Sharp. Greenwood, Dillwig, Riley, Hayes, Lister. You forgot Anderson. No, I Anderson got in. Said no, he, he said Anderson. He said Anderson. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would love to hear the Hall of Fame case for Jim Marshall from day from somebody. And I'm just fascinated by that one. But well, it won't happen today. And at that's oh, okay. <laughs> that's a story for another day. That's a story for another day. We have to close this off. Some well, people want to go home. Some people don't want to stay here for two hours. Hey, thank you so much. We've come <laughs> up with our crew. We've done all this. The Bucknerverse. This is the Bucknerverse sign. <laughs> the Bucknerverse. Thank you. The Bucknerverse has come to a close here. Thank you all for being a part of this. Wherever you are, wherever, wherever you, you may are. be. Stay safe, my friends.